Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Friday. We are so glad you could join us for today's special fireside chat. I'm Lisa Stearns. I'm here with our Senior Vice President, Dr. Tim Cross, and our very special guest today, UT President Randy Boyd. We'll be sharing some new shared values for the UT system. We'll also be providing a brief update on COVID-19 cases, but before we get started, remember to keep your audio muted so everyone can hear the conversation. Be sure to use the chat function on Zoom to ask any questions. You can publicly post your questions in chat or you can send them privately to me. Um, a recording of this session will be made and posted to the UTIA coronavirus website, and you can find that link on our homepage at utia.tennessee.edu. So let's start first with Tim. How does the case count currently look for the university and the institute? Thanks, Lisa, and good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us on this special edition. Looking forward in just a few minutes to hearing from President Boyd and uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, today's message. But first, let me do a quick uh, update for you on our COVID uh, case counts, uh, just so you know uh, where we're at. Uh, and uh, I think, again, it'd be pretty positive news uh, overall. Uh, we, uh, uh, see we got this here. There we go. Uh, as you can see, we've uh, maintained very low levels uh, of positive cases here at the university. Uh, hovering right around one to three cases for the past uh, five weeks now. So uh, very, very low numbers, which we love to see, and uh, uh, very, very few numbers uh, among employees in particular. When I said one to three cases, uh, that refers to employees. And even among our students, as you can see, uh, very few uh, positive cases, uh, really, uh, for the entire semester. And that speaks volumes both to the, uh, the management and, and processes that have been used uh, this semester, as well as the willingness of students, uh, as well as employees to follow that guidance and really to uh, adhere to the practices that have kept our numbers low. If you look at the isolations, it's much the same story. We've got very few folks, uh, students or employees that are isolated uh, due to uh, direct contact or due to infection at this time. So uh, that number, as you see, is really the lowest uh, level that we've seen uh, since, since early uh, in the pandemic, which is uh, getting close to a year ago at this point. So very positive there. Here in the Institute uh, today, as we speak, uh, we know of two positive cases. So unfortunately, a little bit above uh, the four week uh, level of no positive cases, but, but again, very, very small numbers and uh, appreciate each of you for doing your part uh, to keep those numbers low and to help uh, protect not only yourself, but your coworkers. And in terms of isolations, uh, very, very low numbers uh, there as well. And, and uh, today, uh, four folks uh, from, from throughout the Institute that are uh, isolated, either due to being positive or uh, direct contact with others. So that, that all looks good. Uh, and when you look at the, the nation, uh, the numbers, as we've talked about, have, have really plateaued for the past several weeks, but maybe showing a bit of a decline again, uh, getting down hopefully less than that 50,000 cases per day level, uh, which uh, would be good to see. That would put us back uh, nationally at levels closer to uh, uh, pre-June of last year. And in Tennessee, that trend uh, looks uh, even better, in my opinion. We did have a bit of a spike uh, earlier this week, but uh, looks like overall the trend there is, is down as well. And 
currently uh, trending around seven to 800 cases per day. Uh, again, that, that compares to uh, uh, last July when we were seeing 2,000 cases a day and at our peak, uh, 10,000 cases a day. So the numbers are going down and, and we wanna keep them going down, certainly. In terms of vaccines, uh, we've got about a third of the population now that has had at least one vaccine dose and uh, almost a fourth of the population that's fully vaccinated. So making progress there, love to see uh, that uh, continue to increase as well. And I'd like to see us do our part to, to increase those numbers. So if you haven't had a vaccine yet, please uh, uh, see if you can't uh, get an appointment and get one soon. I think availability is becoming uh, quite, quite accessible. And I hope uh, we can all uh, that are eligible and that, uh, that uh, don't have uh, health conditions or, or religious reasons why we wouldn't want a vaccine uh, that we can get uh, everyone vaccinated just as soon as possible. So I'm gonna stop right there with, uh, with our COVID update and uh, uh, turn it back to Lisa just briefly. Okay, well, thanks, Tim, for that. And of course, we do have our special guest with us today who has something really exciting to share with us. So I'll let you introduce him. Great. Well, uh, President Boyd, we're so pleased to have you back with us. Uh, I think this will be the third time you've joined us for one of these. And uh, uh, it's really so, so nice to have your direct engagement uh, with the Institute, uh, whether it's by Zoom or whether it's out and across the state, uh, or whether it's representing us over in the General Assembly, we, uh, we appreciate all you've done and are doing for the Institute. I know uh, there's been a lot of work recently uh, uh, to develop uh, some new values. Uh, we appreciate you spending some time this morning uh, to share those values uh, with our Institute. And uh, I'd like to just turn it over to you and, and let you uh, share those uh, with everyone and, and help us to walk through uh, what the values are for the University of Tennessee. Adios. Before somebody had the chance to, you're on mute. It wouldn't be a Zoom if somebody didn't say, you're on mute, right? It's, it's just one of the, somebody's gotta do it. So it's gotta be, it'll be me this morning. But hey, so uh, Tim, I think you and I have talked a little bit before about how these values do uh, align very well with the values that UTIA created, uh, I think it was four years ago. And uh, I, so I, I think they'll hopefully resonate with, with everyone. And we did talk about them in the state of the uh, university address just four weeks ago, which you helped us with. And uh, I, so this won't be new, but I'm told that a little repetition is a good thing. And uh, so I do want to review them with you for a moment. Before I do, however, I don't want to lose this thought. I do want to say that um, I have enjoyed getting to go around the state uh, to visit all the extension offices last year. I miss everybody. And so uh, I had this idea about a month ago that, you know, let's do it again, but a little differently. So in August, I'm going to go to all 95 counties. I said I was going to do all 95 counties in a month. And Allison and Tiffany and a few others that were more practical and actually did the logistics and did remind me that I had a few other things to do, uh, said that, that that's not possible. So it might last about six, they, they said 95 and 95, I'm determined to do it closer to 60. But the point being, I'm gonna be all across the state in August and September. I'm looking forward to extension office visits, but also want to visit our ag research centers. And I just wanna mention this to all of you, if there's a particular resource activity going on somewhere in the state in some county that I might overlook, let me know. Drop me an email at randy at tennessee.edu and say, hey, you really need to go see what we're doing in Lake County or what we're doing up in Fentress County. I'd love to love to hear about it and, and then go by and, and say, say hello. One, it's good for me to 
be able to learn more about our activities too. It's uh, good for me to listen to what, what they're doing and three, it gives me an opportunity just to say thank you to the, all the people all across the state that are doing such an amazing job. Well, we'll talk briefly about the values and then I also wanna give you maybe an update on, on legislation if we have time. I'll, I'll let you decide that, uh, Tim, if we do. But uh, so in my belief, and it's not something I made up, but it's something that I've, I've followed for a long time, to have an organization be successful, you need four things. You need to have a mission that's inspiring and aspiring that gets everybody excited every day about where they want to go. You need to have a strategy, a step-by-step -step way to go accomplish that mission. And strategy needs to be simple and, execu and executable. Um, you need to have great people, we do, um, to help you get there. But all those things change because as your, your, your vision changes, like ours now making this the greatest decade in the history of the University of Tennessee, that's one decade uh, long. And then the next decade we'll need something else. Those things change. And also um, if the vision changes, the strategy changes. And of course people change out over time, but your values is something that's constant. This is something that is the foundation. It tells you who you are and how you believe and how you behave uh, every day. Sometimes uh, they're descriptive of how we are, and then sometimes they're, they're a bit aspirational because we can't probably live up to them all uh, in all ways every day, but we try. And we want to make sure that they do describe who we are and, uh, and who we want to be. So we hired a consultant. We worked with us for close to nine months, traveling all across the state, visiting with extension offices and all the campuses, cabinets, doing surveys, talking to faculty and students. Uh, and we got a tremendous amount of input. We took all that input, tried to condense it into themes. We ended up with about uh, a dozen different major themes. Then we tried to work it to a way in which we could actually remember it. I think the whole exercise would be a total waste of everybody's time if nobody remembers them. There's so many organizations I'll go to and ask them, hey, do you guys have any, a set of values? And say, oh, sure we do. And then if you ask them to name them, they can't name a single one. It really doesn't do any good to have values that nobody remembers. So uh, in my belief, I, and I've been told this is uh, actually, there's some science behind this. Seven's a magic number. People can remember seven. And when it comes to values, three is probably too few. You could probably do a dozen, but nobody's gonna remember them. So some magic in seven. And there's also some magic in coming up with an acronym that can describe them for you. Um, and help you remember. And so we spent a lot of time trying to work through those themes and the things that people said were important and try to come up with a way to make it uh, memorable. And uh, credit to a, a really great team of, of folks that came up with the acronym B1UT, which is also convenient because it is who we want to be. One team working together all across the state. And if you'll notice, there are seven letters. And so the B1UT is our acronym that will describe and help us remember our values. And Lisa, if we could go to the next slide and we'll start talking about them. So the first one is being bold and impactful, serving the state by tackling grand challenges. As we talked to people all across the state, there was one thing that came out consistently every single place we went. People wanted to serve. We came to UT, we could go a lot of places to get a job. We could go to a lot of places to make money, but people came to UT because they want to serve, they want to make a difference, they want to give back, and they want to do so in an impactful way. And being a part of UT, you can do that. Um, and so this, this uh, uh, value is about giving back, about serving. The behaviors, these are the things that we would encompass personally to achieve this value. We'll think big. Um, we'll try to find ways to make a difference. And then we'll serve, but we serve with a purpose. One example that came to mind thinking about sharing this with you this morning is uh, the, the, the uh, 
Um, One Health Initiative. Uh, many of you are involved in that. I can't think of it an initiative, a thing that could describe being bold and impactful more than One Health. We're working together across the, the system um, to make a huge impact on, on all types of health and how those uh, come together. And uh, it's, a, it's a big ambitious goal. Remember when Hong Wei first shared it with me, that, well, this is, this is really big. You think we can, we can even make a dent or tackle it, but you know, because it's so big and so bold, it's not a reason not to do it. And, and your team is leading it and uh, I appreciate that. So it's a great example of what we mean by being bold and impactful. Next one, Lisa. Embrace diversity, acknowledging and respecting our individual differences, organizational uniqueness, and the organizational uniqueness that makes us stronger. So I wanna just highlight that when we talk about diversity, we mean it in the broadest sense. Uh, we, ought, we mean it by uh, embracing and respecting people of different races, of gender, of, uh, but also of differences of thought. So we embrace our differences individually and then also organizationally. I hear time and again, well, UT Chattanooga is different than UT Health Science Center, which is different than UT Knoxville, which is different than extension. And that's fine. In fact, that's great. The more uh, different we are, the more reasons why it makes sense to work together. Those differences make us stronger. Behaviors that you'll experience with the uh, Embrace Diversity is uh, you listen with empathy. Um, you want to, to understand the other person, you need to listen and listen with empathy. We will expect, this is, we, we've thought about this phrase a lot, about um, hope for or encourage, but we went with the word expect because it's uh, definitive. We expect from each other civility and collegiality. And then we'll model inclusive behaviors. Each one of us individually will model behaviors that we want to see represented in our, in our organization, in our university. We wanna be optimistic and visionary, empowering courageous leadership. Now this uh, sometimes gets uh, associated with uh, the, the Tim Crosses, maybe the Randy Boyds, the, uh, the, the, the leaders of the organization. We want everybody, wherever you are in the organization, to be optimistic and visionary. And some of the ways we do that we want to find the positive in, in our activities. Uh, we want to inspire other people and we want to lead by example. So wherever you're at in the organization, you can be visionary. We want to be nimble and innovative. This one I think is going to be the one that uh, people from outside um, the university will be surprised at is if you've talked to friends, uh, uh, relatives, most times when you tell them you work at a university, they think, Oh yeah, wow, you guys are so slow and so bureaucratic. Um, we want to redefine what they think about universities. We are going to be nimble and innovative. And I'm looking forward to the, when, when you go to your family and friends and say, wow, you, you work at UT, those guys, you guys are so nimble, you're so innovative. We spent a little bit of time with the word nimble because we want to have words that were sticky, something that didn't sound just like everybody else. And nimble is kind of unique. And we want to be fast, but sometimes if you say fast, people think you're taking shortcuts. So nimble kind of hit the, the sweet spot in between it. It does mean that we are adaptive and we're quick, but we're not taking shortcuts. We're still doing things well. Some behaviors, try new things and keep what works. And by the way, if anybody's read Jim Collins and Good to Great, this is a total ripoff of Jim Collins, but I love that phrase. He said, try a lot of things, and a lot of stuff and keep what works. But since we're, we're higher education, we went with things rather than stuff. So we want to use a more sophisticated terminology, but the, probably the most important thing about being nimble and innovative is within that phrase. And what it means is, and this is a really important concept, what it means is we are encouraging you to fail. 
That might surprise some people, but if we're going to be innovative, we've got to try some things. And if you try enough things, you're going to fail from time to time. If we're paralyzed by fear of failure, we'll never be successful. We'll never be innovative. So as an organization, we've got to encourage ourselves and others to try new things. It's okay to fail. Just do it in a pilot. Uh, learn quickly. When you fail, learn from your mistakes and move on. If you do something that works, let's scale it fast. But it's okay to fail and try new things. We need to embrace change. Uh, people are always in, in favor of change until you, they find out that they're actually talking about themselves. And then all of a sudden they have a different reaction. But we've got to find a way to be able to be okay uh, with, with change. And we've got to remove barriers. We've got to make sure that organizationally, we're making it possible for people to, to change, for people to take, take chances. Too often, systemically, we've created all these checks and processes that almost kills the ability for anybody to try new things. And so when you see something like that, call it out. Because uh, sometimes we don't even realize that we've institutionalized um, that the behavior that we don't want. Next one is excel in all we do. And then, again, throughout the, work, the university, we all talked about how we want to be commit to excellence. And a way you commit to excellence is by continuous improvement, improvement and uh, outstanding performance. So how, no matter how great we are today, tomorrow we can try to find a way just to do it a little bit better. We will set high the behaviors. We always set high standards for ourselves. We're always pursuing, or pursuing learning and growth, whoever you are in the organization, uh, whether it's Tim or myself or the, 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 obviously the first the person that just joined the organization, but we've got to constantly learn and grow ourselves for the organization to grow. And then something that I, I want to, I'm making a commitment, let's go back. We said, uh, I want to do a, a better job of, and that's recognizing and celebrating quality. It's, uh, we, we, need to, we need to brag about each other more often. And we have a few awards. I want to do an even better job of that in the future uh, to make sure that those that are, are excelling, uh, we hold them up as an example for, for everyone else. Okay, now, so uh, our last two values, united and connected, collaborating internally and externally for greater impact. So when I think about that, I think about just throughout the organization, it could be uh, within the College of Agriculture and different departments working closer together. It could be the College of Agriculture working closer together with the College of Social Work. So from college to college and then our different campuses, uh, UT Martin working closer together with uh, UT Knoxville, UT Health Science Center with UT Chattanooga and, and all of us working closer together with Oak Ridge National Labs, our other, other partner in all our activities. But it also means working together with the people of the state of Tennessee. You know, as the land-grant university, we're here to serve the people of Tennessee. And so we want to make sure that we're working with all the different agencies so that we're together collectively making a bigger impact than we would individually by ourselves. Behaviors, uh, you'll the people that are living this value will be a team player. They'll see themselves as part of a larger purpose. And they'll, we'll share our experience. And then finally, the value that kind of, you never want to put a, so at least you can't go to the next one. Okay. Then you can't really put a, a sign that one's more important than the other, but unarguably an incredibly important one is being transparent and trusted. Nothing else works in our organization if we don't trust each other. We can't get anything done if, if that's, that's not uh, true. So we have to be trusted and to be trusted, uh, we need to foster integrity through openness, accountability, and stewardship. So on the openness part, you know, we've created the, the transparent UT, my third day on the job, making sure that everything that could be known is known, shared with, with the rest of our, our uh, stakeholders. We had to be accountable to each other 
into the into the state, the people of Tennessee, be good stewards of the resources that they give us. Um, some of the behaviors we'll, we'll, we'll demonstrate will be uh, believing in the good intentions of, of others. You know, I actually, you know, this is a digression, but you know, in my, my, company, day, my company days, um, we used to have a warranty policy that said, you just tell us if it's under warranty and we'll trust you and we'll send you a replacement. Um, now there's a lot of people that said, well, what happens if somebody lies? You know, you, you spent, it costs you more money to police the two or 3% that might cheat you than it is just to trust your, your customers. And people appreciated that. I think there's uh, too often in, uh, for individuals and organizations, we spend so much time trying to make sure that that, that small trustworthy or, or um, we, we manage to protect ourselves against them. It's just, it's easier oftentimes just to trust people. And the, my personal belief is most people, most of the time do have good intentions. And so we start off by believing in people. Um, we're, we're honest and that's, I think, um, sounds kind of cliche, but it's so critical. Just we, and you know, it, we, it's sometimes it's, it's not as obvious as you might think, but always just be honest at, with, with people it, and pretty proactively communicate that honesty. Uh, don't, if you got something to share, um, share it as, as soon as you possibly can. Uh, and, and through those actions, uh, people will trust you and trust us as an organization. So that's it. B1T2, the last slide, Lisa, I think this is the summary. Be bold and impactful, embrace diversity, be optimistic and visionary, nimble and innovative, excel in all we do, be united, connected, and transparent and trusted. Now, if I just talked about this today, we had this cool PowerPoint slide and that was the end of it, it would have still been a waste of time. We're gonna to work toward making this uh, embedded in everything we do. There are gonna be posters, already on the back of my, my business cards. Um, we're gonna actually build them into a performance reviews uh, and hiring practices. I, when I, I'm, now when we hire somebody, we'll ask them, give us some examples of how you were bold and impactful in your last job. Give us an example of how you were innovative and nimble. Um, in our reviews, our performance reviews, we're gonna bake those in as well. Those are things that you'll come to, uh, to share when we, uh, in your review. When we um, do awards, we'll have awards every year for the person across the, the system, across the state, that was the best example of each of those. But most importantly, it's in our words and our deeds. Um, I will try to make a point, if you ever hear me talk about anything, to try to work in at least one value to, to anything that we're talking about. And that's pretty, generally it's pretty easy to do, but it's gotta be in our hearts and minds. And, and by doing this, I, I think it'll help us create a culture that we can all be proud of and people around the state will uh, be proud of. And uh, I think it, again, um, something that, uh, not only is descriptive of who we are today, but also who we, who we aspire to be. That's probably longer than you expected me to go, Tim, but uh, I'll, I'll stop with that. No, that's great, uh, Randy. And, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, I think those values really do resonate really uh, well with the Institute of Agriculture, with, uh, with each of our units. Uh, I think if we had had them four years ago, we wouldn't have developed our own. We, we probably would have just said these will work great for us as well because they are so similar and do uh, reflect the very values that, that we think are important as well. Really appreciate the process you went through in developing them and, uh, and now uh, promoting them uh, because as you said, if we develop them and leave them on a shelf, that'll be the end of it. So, uh, so let me remind everyone, we've got a few minutes planned for questions. So if you have questions about the values, let's uh, go ahead and send those to Lisa. But in the meantime, while you're thinking about any questions you've got about that, 
I'm going to ask uh, President Boyd if he'd like to also make a few remarks while we have him this morning about our budget outlook. And uh, I would say he has been bold and impactful in working with our General Assembly. I'll share with you, I think this will be the greatest year in the history of the University of Tennessee for support from the uh, legislature. And next Wednesday, they vote on the budget. So circle your calendar. You'll get a note from me. It'll go out everywhere. It'll probably just simply say, woohoo. But uh, if, if you get that message, you know you can do the happy dance. But uh, we are so excited. Let's start with just a few of the key things. At the start of the, the budget cycle, we got a 4% increase in the salary pool. So it doesn't mean everybody gets exactly 4%, but at least we got 4% increase in the overall salary pool for raises this year. We didn't get any last year. So everybody's gonna win individually with that. So that was, that was big news. Uh, we got uh, almost uh, $30 million in the performance funding formula and every single campus got additional money this year. The most we've ever gotten and every single campus got money this year, which is the first time that's happened. Performance funding formula is based on our ability to make sure our, we retain our students and move them forward. So it's about student success. So it's the way that we would want the state to incentivize us. We, the Health Science Center got an extra $5.1 million in recurring funds. We also got um, uh, 5.1, the exact same amount, $5.1 million to start a new campus in Pulaski, Tennessee. I'm sure you guys have heard a little bit about that, but uh, Pulaski, Giles County, is in the middle of a higher education desert, 23 county area with not a single public higher education institution. As you'd expect, they have the lowest college going rate, the lowest college attainment rate in the state. Uh, there are about 2000 students a year that would go south every year to uh, Alabama instead to go to a public institution there. By making them a campus of part of the University of Tennessee, that $5.1 million will help offset the tuition for those students in that area. Their tuition at Martin Methodist is the campus that we're requiring. We'll go from $25,000 a year to $10,000 a year. This is a game changer for, for Southern Middle Tennessee. The people there are so excited. And we're going to change the name. It's going to be called UT Southern. Now, UT Southern doesn't have an agricultural uh, 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 program at all now, but they're eager to have one. So I think there's some opportunities for UTIA and our team to work much closer with that campus and, and help them to develop us, uh, th those, that kind of programming in, in that area. So much opportunity, so much potential. That's in the budget. Uh, we got some buildings, uh, $56 million to expand the new nursing building and $11 million to improve and finish a renovation at the Health Science Center. So with all that, we were excited. Well, as they, as they like to say on TV, but wait, there's more. So in addition to the money, some other things we wanted to go do, one of which was support 4-H. So many of you know, 4-H uh, students don't get uh, approved leave when they go, they leave the school for some of their activities. If you're an FFA, you do, but 4-H you didn't. Not anymore. Uh, it was, uh, Carrie Whitworth and her team got a bill that was uh, passed, uh, and it passed, by the way, 99 to 0 in the House and 32 to 0 in the Senate. Every single person was in favor of it, and now 4-H students get a um, approved uh, uh, leave as well. So that's, that was kind of big. And this was really awkward. It's kind of like that, that spoiled child at Christmas. So we got so much um, in the budget. And so I, I went like on day, the day after the governor announced his budget, I went to him and his uh, 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 commissioner of FNA and in the best way that I could possibly do say, thank you so much. This is so incredible. I'm so appreciative, but you know, you overlooked extension. 
what happened to our $2.1 million for our 32 extension agents? He said, oh, did we, did we miss that? Well, I kind of, yeah, I think you did. So anyway, we went at full course press, had all their legislators start beating them up. Uh, if anybody knows that William Lamberth, who's this, the, the majority leader, he would call uh, commissioner of FNA every other day. I just saw the commissioner of FNA two, or two weeks ago, kind of had a headline that they were gonna put it in the minute budget. He said, you know, I told William, I'll put it in the budget if you'll just stop calling me. But uh, every we had so many allies, everybody working. And the good news is last Tuesday in the governor's amended budget, there's an extra $2.1 million annually recurring for extension agents. We get to add another 32 new agents all across the state. No more split agents anywhere in the state of Tennessee. So as you can tell, just recounting it to you, I get excited. It's an incredible, it's been an incredibly uh, successful legislative session. They're gonna vote on it next um, Wednesday. We get it approved. And then the next day we wake up, we'll celebrate with uh, some coffee and a donut. And then we're gonna go to work on 2022. We got a lot of other big projects left that we, a lot of things to do. I know like, I can make eye contact with Hong right here on the Zoom. <laughs> now we're gonna invite the governor to go visit uh, some of our ag research centers. We got some great ag research centers. They need more new modern equipment. And uh, we got a governor that believes in agriculture, uh, believes in rural Tennessee. Uh, so we're gonna take him to the ag research centers and say, if you wanna help us help farmers across the state of Tennessee, we need some new equipment. So that's, that's, good. that's, that's, that's next. Uh, and that'll be, for, that'll be our big project for next year. But anyway, again, just a, a really great year. If you do happen to know a legislator, uh, after Wednesday, after the vote, call them up and say, hey, thank you, Becky Massey. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, uh, whomever that you know, because uh, they're the ones that voted on it and gave us uh, this uh, support. But just a, just a great year. Thanks, Tim. Wow, great update. Uh, thanks. And we know it's not all final yet, but uh, we'll be watching for that uh, celebratory uh, confirmation next week. So looking forward to that. All right, uh, Lisa, any questions uh, thus far in our discussion here? Well, first of all, Randy, you've gotten a lot of thank yous in the chat, so <laughs> hope you see that. Um, and then a question is, um, obviously these values will be very important internally, but do you have plans for sharing them externally as well? Yeah, absolutely. All of our members of the legislature, we're sharing them with them. We want them to know who we are and who we aspire to be. We're gonna be sharing with all of our outside stakeholders, our alumni, um, and everywhere that we can. So yes, we definitely want to share them throughout. You know, I, I mentioned this in the state of the university uh, talk a, a few weeks ago, but it's a true story and it, it meant a lot to me. I, I shared these with the, the faculty, no, I'm sorry, the, the SGA president and some of the SGA students um, at UT Chattanooga. And I remember the SGA president afterwards saying to me, you know, these, these are not only values that I, I'm going to live by while I'm at UT, but I'm going to take these with me for the rest of my life. That meant so much. And, uh, and I'm hopeful that many of our students will do just that. You just imagine if every Tennessean adopted these values and lived these every day, what, 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 what would the world be like? I think it'd be a better place. We can- Well, the exciting thing is you've generated a lot of excitement because I've had a number of requests for people uh, wanting this Zoom background that we've been using, <laughs> first of all. And then uh, I'm pleased to tell you, we've taken it a step further and uh, my team has developed um, screensavers. I don't think you can really see. Yeah, there you go. Uh, screensavers for our phones so that people can carry them with them easily because oh. everybody carries their phone. Hey, where does a guy get one of those? <laughs> uh, I think a guy could probably get uh, one of those. Okay. 
Thank you. All you had to That's do is exciting. Ask. I love those. <laughs> so we do have a site um, built out for this. And so we'll be adding the Zoom backgrounds as well. And I will send them directly to you, Randy. Great. Thank you, Lisa. Good. Lisa, you just put that in the chat, I think, right? So, I did. So if you want the Zoom background, the phone background, uh, uh, and there's other materials as well, uh, everybody will have access to those. Great. And that's it for questions. Good. Well, I think, you know, when, when the news is all positive, there's not a lot of questions, right? And honestly, uh, we're, we're sitting in a good place. Uh, from many, many different perspectives, from having a great set of values as a UT system, uh, certainly having great system leadership, uh, having a budget outlook that is so positive. And you know, it, it's easy to take that for granted a little bit, but if you uh, watch the national press, you'll see that most other universities are talking about an entirely different situation and they're looking at reductions and, and cuts and layoffs. And here we are, really celebrating an anticipated increase in a budget that's that's a record level. So uh, it's easy to kind of take some of this good news for granted, but uh, we, we really all need to appreciate uh, what we've got before us. But And also, I think folks like Randy and I also need to recognize we wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for the work you do, if the education you provide, the research you're carrying out, the extension programs that you're doing across the state, the clinics where you're keeping uh, our animals healthy, uh, all of that, you know, rolls together to provide a, a supportive environment where our legislators, our governor can get behind it and say, let's, let's do even more. So uh, really, really positive overall. Yep. I want to thank, uh, thank President Boyd for joining us once again. Uh, really, really a good uh, uh, review of our values, uh, a good uh, launching point, if you will. We've heard about them before, but uh, from this day forward, let's make sure we're adopting those, those values in our behaviors, in our programs, and in our approach uh, to our jobs. Randy, any, any parting uh, comments or remarks as we work to wrap up here today? I just thank you for inviting me. I hope well, the, I don't know, Tim. Did we do these before COVID? As far as I chats? No, we never had. And oh. and uh, you know uh, we've we've pretty well decided uh, they're they're a good thing to do. So I think they'll be yeah. in our future for for a while. Well, great. Well, I'm, I'm I was glad to hear you say that. And I'm, hopefully, I'll get invited back. I'm not when you said that my, it was my third invite. I was thinking you just keep giving me retries if I can get it right or. <laughs> but uh, I hope I do get invited back in the future and uh, look forward to seeing everybody out in the field. Again, um, remember uh, this August, I'll, I'll be crossing the state. So anything that you think I need to go visit uh, or see or do, let me know. I'd love to, love to do it. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day and great weekend. Thanks, Thanks so much, President Boyd. And, and I promise every time there's a, a budget increase, you're going to be invited back. So uh, we'll, okay. we'll make sure that happens. <laughs> okay, I'm working on it. Then I'll, I'll guarantee you next year. Thank you. Very good. Well, uh, I'll, I'll wrap up my remarks as well and just say uh, uh, that uh, I appreciate each of you uh, and all you do. And I know uh, President Boyd's sincere when he says, let him know if there's things going on in your community, uh, particularly in August and September. And I know uh, he'll do his best to, to get to some of those. Obviously, with all that we have going on, not only on campus, but across the state, he won't get to every one of them, but I know he'll do his very best to attend and uh, you know, be there to thank you and also to recognize our community partners uh, and our stakeholders. Uh, just a quick uh, reiteration of a point I've made earlier, we are continuing to plan for returning to workplaces. 
not returning to work. I know you're, you've always been at work, but returning to our workplaces uh, beginning June 1. So we've got that uh, still in mind. And uh, where we're at on that is we're planning a workshop for all of our supervisors uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and what we'd like to do is make sure all of our supervisors know uh, what uh, resources they have to work with and in turn work with you to figure out what does returning to the workplace look like for you and your office. Uh, each office is a little different, but as we uh, continue to scale up uh, starting June 1, we want to make sure we all are on the same page and that if there are uh, things that we need to consider in terms of uh, a change in, in your uh, uh, work posture, maybe it includes some uh, time spent working remotely, maybe it includes a, a thought that you could work entirely remotely, we want to be able to address those as, as they come up. So we'll work with our supervisors, uh, again, in a, in a short workshop, and then expect to hear from your supervisor in the next few weeks, uh, and we'll uh, be in a position to provide some more direct guidance uh, as we uh, target June 1 and and we know not everybody's going to be back in their chair June 1. There will still be staggered uh, staffing patterns. There will be maybe rotational patterns, uh, maybe alternative work schedules. So uh, bear in mind, when we say back to the workplace June 1, the main point is all our offices are open and accessible uh, no later than June 1. And we, we start to see increased number of folks in the workplaces June 1. We're going to continue to follow all CDC guidance, all the university practices that we have been. There's been no major changes there, so we still need to wear our masks, uh, especially when we can't be socially distant. Uh, we still need to stay home if we're sick. We still need to wash our hands regularly, so uh, continue to do that and add to that list uh, getting a vaccination. We'd, we'd certainly encourage everyone to do that. So. I uh, hope that gives you some feel for, for where we're at, what's next, uh, and we'll have another fireside chat in a couple weeks. Uh, but uh, meantime, I want to thank you uh, for joining us today. Thank you again for all you do for the Institute, for the unit and office that you work with, and, and I hope you enjoy your weekend. So with all that, I'll uh, wrap up and turn it back to Lisa. Well, thanks so much, Tim, and thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, Tim did mention that our next fireside chat will be actually another special edition that you won't want to miss um, because on May 7th, which is our regular, regularly scheduled day, uh, we're going to be providing a COVID update, but we're also going to be recognizing our UTIA co-workers with their service awards. So we hope that you'll join us then. So everyone have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.